Hello and welcome to Thinking About, the show where we talk about all the different things that we are thinking about. I'm your host, Tanner Snavely, and I am joined once again by my brother, Trevor. Hey! So, uh, how you doing, Trevor? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, once again, I've been thinking about some stuff. Yeah? Have some different stuff for us to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Just stuff that's been in your brains throughout the week. And you Absolutely. need to get that information out there. That's... That's what I made yeah. this for is I'm like, hey, I have a bunch of different things. It's like, hey, I want an just excuse. Like, hey, I want to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. I've just been thinking about it. I want an excuse to just talk to, about this to a person for like 15 minutes. Right. Whereas if it's a normal conversation, you feel a little bit weird. Being yeah, like, like hey, you don't want to just like talk about this thing forever. Hey, I'm going to just bring but, up little Debbie's and talk about them for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it might have been longer than oh, it's probably longer. I didn't even look at how long that sketch or whatever that chunk <laughs> that segment oh, that segment those that's what we call them in podcast world oh yeah we're new to this <laughs> but Fairly yeah new, yes it's like if you had just been talking to somebody about that be like hey real quick let's rank all the little debbies right that like, people wouldn't have been interested in that so just putting it in a podcast format just makes it more acceptable for those types of conversations to right. exist mm-hmm well, if we don't have much like catch-up stuff, which we no. won't as much because no, we're just not. around each other all the time. So um, I'll just go ahead and start with my first thing I've been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, let's do it. So my first thing is electric pianos. <laughs> okay. And I know you're a little less experienced in the music world than I am. By less, you mean absolutely no experience. Yes, where you don't play instruments or anything, but it's like I play keyboard and stuff. Right. And one of my favorite sounds on a keyboard because i play you know more synth type right. stuff like which is just a keyboard cool. where it's you're gonna pick whatever sound in the world you want and so the sound that i have started to love way more and more all the time is the sound of the electric piano um do you have an idea in your head of what those kind of sound like kind of yes yeah the <laughs> general bit. the general idea yeah so it's the thing I love about electric pianos is just, I mean, you have your general, like, it, you know, you're, they're trying to replicate real pianos and stuff. Right. And that's good for certain, certain el- elements or like, you know, certain times, certain songs, you're going to be wanting that real piano sound. But with an electric piano, there's just something about the sound of it that's so different. Right. Than a normal piano. It sounds, it's way more electronic and digital sounding. And, um, and digital is cool. Yeah, digital is cool. And there's something about the electric piano, and it could just be because it was used a lot in like the 70s, 80s, you know, that kind of era. <laughs> yeah. But there's something about the sound of them that's just inherently nostalgic. Like, no yeah. matter when you're playing it, just as soon as you hit like chords on an electric piano, there's something about it that feels nostalgic. And I think that's not just because, you know, it was used yeah, back like in the just... day. Because in that case, like, why would it be nostalgic to me? Because I was born in 2001 right. after that phase had passed. I mean, but so, they're fun to play with as kids, so maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's just the tone of the instruments just strike that emotion in you right, of nostalgia. Like, ah. Of There's just something inherently nostalgic about that. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily because of, like, past experiences. It's just that sound gives you that same feeling. And mm-hmm. so that's I really love. I just love electric pianos, and I wanted to talk about them for a little bit. I know it's like you Absolutely. don't have much experience, I mean, and I don't have as much, like, telling the difference. Like, I know your main two different types of electric pianos is you're going to have whirly pianos, and you're going to have, like, Rhodes pianos. And they just each have their own individual you know different type of electric piano sound and again yeah you don't know anything yeah, about these. different types of electric piano got it i'm uh, tracking <laughs> but i love them i love them so much and they just i love using them when i can and yeah. it's rare nowadays when i get to play so, like play somewhere where i get to use electric piano sounds like that uh-huh. so like just this last week i was able to play a song for something that I was a part of and I was able to use an electric piano sound in my mix and it was just so nice for me because it's one yeah, of like, like, like felt my nice. favorite instruments basically and it had been a while since I had gotten to play something where I could feel that sound coming out and so I just really enjoyed being able to 
you know, do that because it had been a while since I'd gotten to play yeah. it with an electric piano sound. So that was the quick thing that I wanted to talk about was just kind of gush on electric pianos for a little bit, yeah. even though I don't like know a whole lot like, about yeah. them. I'm just like, man, I love like, that they, sound. They sound awesome. So it's like my why not? favorite type of instrument sound, or yeah. at least at right now. All right. So um, what has been your thing that you've been thinking about this week? Yeah. So I've been thinking about General Grievous, like from Star Wars, uh-huh. <laughs> General Grievous. And, you know, more importantly, his origin story is what I've been thinking about because he's actually a really cool, likable character. And like he's got an in-depth story that's like really cool. What Like yeah. and you understand why he hates Jedi so much. And it's like like why he hunts them. Like it's like it's really cool. So mm-hmm. uh, basically, he's born onto this planet that's just at war with this other planet. Yeah. And this other planet, the one that he's not on, yeah. is like these like weird like brown praying mantis guys. And they're like, basically, their whole mission is just to, to enslave other planets. Okay. So basically, he's just getting trained up since like birth. And by the time he's eight, he can you like, he's like a master at this rifle. And like his people like look at him like a demigod. Like they like practically worship him because of his skill. They're just like, this dude is so stinking good right, at he just... shooting this gun <laughs> that he must be from God himself. Exactly. They're like, yo, this guy's got good aim. So obviously a god. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah, he, by the time he's eight, he's just like worshipped by his people. And so, yeah, they're at, at war and stuff. And like once he's grown, he's like just their complete best warrior. And he's like just incredible. Yeah. So this is, like, one night where he has, like, a dream. <laughs> it's, 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 he's got a weird origin story. Uh-huh. He has, like, a dream where he kills a thing called a Moomoo. I don't know if that's, like, a cow. I didn't look into that, but it's called a Moomoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a dream where he, like, fights one and kills it with another warrior. So when he wakes up, he's like, hey, yo, I'm going to go find a Moomoo and hope my dream comes true. We got to go fight this Moomoo that may or may not exist, but in my dream, I did it. <laughs> Right, because so, follow this. your dreams, you know? So uh-huh. he wakes up and he's like, I'm going to go find a Moomoo and hopefully I can meet that warrior that fought it with me. Mm-hmm. So like his dream actually does come true and he fights a Moomoo, which later on actually he wears like the skull of the Moomoo. Oh, is and, that like, like his helmet and, that like, he yeah, wears his, Like when he becomes a cyborg, like they design his mask after the skull he wore. Got it. So that's generally kind of what the face looks like. So anyways, he meets this warrior and it's a it's a girl, so uh, naturally he marries her, and they're like naturally, the, <laughs> naturally. So hey, it's his dream girl. Exactly, <laughs> she is from dream, the dream. Yeah. So they get married, and they they are now both looked at as demigods by their people because they're just also both just the greatest and crazy powerful. Mm-hmm. Also, she used a sword, which was kind of weird for their people. I guess I don't know. It's just like a weird detail the that's pointed species? out several times. Yeah, she's the same species okay. as him. So anyways, one day while they're at war with, with these brown praying mantis guys, she gets killed. Um, of course. And just to rub it in, they just throw her body into the ocean while he wa- like while Grievous watches. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so he can't even get her body back to bury it. And, like, he's just so devastated. Uh-huh. He, like, like, he, I mean, first he, like, butchers a whole ton of the guys. And then he goes onto this mountain and, like, prays to his gods to like let him see her one last time and like get to say goodbye and like Mm -hmm. he gets no response so that is actually when he changes his name to grievous okay because he just sits there for like days just grieving like yeah got it so after that he like goes back home after like spending a few days on the mountain just being devastated Uh so he goes back home and, like, he gets a group of guys that are just, like, really good. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna just completely destroy this enemy army. So yeah. not only do they drive them off of their own planet, but then Grievous starts hunting them. Oh, he yeah. starts going out to other people's planets that they've invaded. Mm-hmm. And he just starts hunting them and just demolishing them. And, mm-hmm. like, this guy, like, at this point in the story, this guy is nothing but righteous. Like, he saves his planet. And he just wants to save other people's planets from these invaders. And, like, at this point, he's nothing but righteous. Like, he's just a cool, solid dude that, like, I mean, he's just mad now. So, eventually, they reach, like, the Republic. The, like, Republic's area. Like, their zone. Like, that's their territory. So, once, like, he chases them there, this enemy contacts the Jedi and starts saying, like, hey, this, like, species, they're, like, attacking us, like, 
and like they have no reason to and they're like just complete flat out lies like like they straight up go to the jedi and like hey these guys they're just the worst come help us kill them yeah and so they do so the jedi like help this invading species just demolish grievous's people uh-huh and i mean they don't like completely ruin them because like they still have their home planet that's so basically yes. then they like just tax their home planet and just like ruin it and now their home planet is in poverty and like most of them are dead and yeah. grievous is just mad he's just uh-huh. absolutely furious about this so then he like gets a job because poverty is a thing now <laughs> um uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah he gets a job worth working with the separatists and he gets noticed by like dooku and Sidious, and then uh then dooku blows him up and turns him into a cyborg because of course that's how star wars and uh and then you know so he's mad at the jedi and of course uses their lightsabers because his wife used a sword swords so that is his he ditched the whole gun idea and is like hey swords because he was the greatest gun dude that. Right, so genius move is to move on to swords. Yeah, genius move is to not use that to murder the Jedi. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I really like his like it gives you so much more reason to like him because like. Yeah, just because his, just getting a context on his stuff. It's like he's not just this brutal guy who just wants to kill Jedi. It like, yeah. just shows that like, he was just a dude just doing his job and like living for his people. And like, yeah. And if you just watch the movies, like he's only in episode three, right? And he's just the there, go. and he's just yeah, there as their general or whatever. So there's a lot of unanswered questions if you're right. just watching the movies that you get a tiny bit if you watch Clone Wars, but like not much more. I feel you don't like get you... much on his origin. You just kind of like well, yeah, you get just more get of more him. <laughs> of the same of him just being the general. Yeah, kinda, so kinda that's really cool. Up Jedi's and such. Yeah, so um, we're going to transition now to my other thing that I've been thinking about this week, and that has been uh, the Backyardigans. Oh, yay! So the Backyardigans um, is a show that was on Nick Jr. for a long time. We watched it a lot back when I think it was on Netflix at some point. Yeah, So I we think probably so. watched it on Netflix on our Wii is how we did Netflix back <laughs> in did. the day with the Wii remote, picking what movies oh, we are going to watch. And so we watched a lot of Backyardigans, even though um, the age range for Backyardigans is actually supposed to be two to five years old. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's we funny. definitely watched it when I was like eight right. and nine. I mean, it was but a good show. <laughs> it's, no, I still it's, think it's amazing. And like, it's like I mean, the best. One of the greatest children's shows like ever. It's... I really do think so. Um, so... A couple of quick things about Backyardigans. Um, the original, like, origins of it uh-huh. is originally in 1998, there was this original pilot for a show called Me and My Friends. Oh, and okay. in this pilot that they filmed, they had, it was a live action show. And so there were just people in costumes. So there was oh. a person in a Pablo costume, a... Tyrone costume, a Uniqlo uh-huh. costume, and a Tasha costume. Right. Austin didn't exist in this one. Oh, no. So it was just the one episode. And I guess for those of you that don't know, uh, Pablo is a penguin. Tyrone is a moose. Right. Uniqua is, is an animal they made up for this. Or a ladybug. I... No, it's she is, is she she's a Uniqua. So it's like a goofy oh, situation okay. where Goofy is a goof she or whatever. She does kind of resemble a ladybug, though. Not going to lie. A little bit. <laughs> Or, like, in this, like, live-action one, she has, like, very defined, like, nostrils and, like, a pink dot around her nose. So she kind of looks like a pig in that one. Huh. But then Tasha, who is a hippopotamus. Right. And so they had that in 1998. They filmed one episode, or, like, the pilot episode. And right. it got rejected. And there I'm not is... sure I would be comfortable watching people in suits. Just... Yeah, do that. Um, I never and liked there Barney. is almost no like recorded footage of this pilot episode. Huh. There is like two like pictures of like there's one of like people holding like these meerkat puppets or whatever <laughs> that aren't even in the show that we know, but they were gonna be apparently important in that one. Meerkat puppets. And you then know? 
there is a like three second video of them the four backyard against in a line walking and that's the only footage we have of this show. I don't know why my brain is like imagining this in black and white. Oh, it was in black and white. <laughs> it was? Yeah, the oh, video was well, in that's black great, and white. It's just, my brain is just like, yeah, this is definitely yeah, black and white. Yeah, the video was in black just, and white. Like, there weird. were pictures of them in color, but the video was in black and white for whatever <laughs> reason. But so it was rejected, like the pilot didn't work out. Right. But then in 2001, 2002, they got to work on a CGI pilot for um the backyard again and that Instead was of, like me and my friends or whatever you said <laughs> yeah yeah before it was called me and my friends now they're pitching it as like backyard and so and that's when it started looking like what we know it as right and so this was in their cgi pilot it just had tyrone pablo and uniqua mm-hmm. as the three so they got rid of tasha for the pilot episode and so then that one got greenlit and they were a go. And so then Backyard Against, you know, started making episodes. Uh-huh. And then they added in, like, Tasha and Austin as kind of rotating cast members, basically. Right. Because if you notice, there's, like, uh, Tyrone, Pablo, and Uniqua are, like, your three that are in, like they're, they're every, in like episode. every episode. Yeah. And then um, Austin and Tasha kind of swap, and they kind of alternate which right. ones I think, in I think which Austin episode. Austin is the one who's in the show the absolute least. He is. Austin's the one that's in the show the least out of all of them. He's, but, a, he's a purple kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, and Austin's a purple kangaroo. The show went on for four seasons, and there were 20 episodes per season. So there were eight total, e- or 80 total episodes. <laughs> 80 total episodes. 80 total episodes of The Backyardigans, and it went from 2003 or like 2004 is when it started, right. to 2010 was when the last season. So they took a long time in between seasons. Right. Just, just, kinda... just to kind of stretch them out, you know, make sure that quality was good. I think they uh-huh. weren't rushing out more and more. So, um, yeah, a couple of quick things about the individual Backyardigans that I want to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Let's learn um, more about them. Obviously, like Pablo, who is the penguin, he's a blue penguin with a bow tie and a propeller hat. Right. And the most notable thing about Pablo that I learned um, just yesterday when Kellen came in and mentioned it to us, uh-huh. um, our sister yeah. Kellen, is um, Pablo, for at least season one of The Backyardigans, just, yeah. was voiced by, um, his name is Zach Tyler Eisen or whatever. Right. But the other notable thing that he is known for that's important to us is uh-huh. he voiced Aang in Avatar The Last Airbender. And yeah. so now it's Which like inseparable of our in my brain. That, like, I can very well hear that Pablo voice and right. Aang voice. And I'm like, yeah, no, they are the same. Yeah, that's the same person. Like, I didn't even need to go and check either voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. in my brain, I was like, no, they are the same. That's literally exactly what I thought. I was like, no, yeah, you're right. That's the exact same person. Yeah, and so Aang is really the only one who's, like, a notable cast member. I checked uh-huh. all the others, and none of them have really done anything else since Backyard Against. And a lot of them, it's... um they trade it out so every well every single backyardigan kid right had a separate like voice actor and singer so those were two oh. separate so their singing voices were a separate kid and every single one of them traded out at some point where it's like for like season one and season two it was one kid and right. then and then season like, three and season four it was a different kid just at some point each of them has traded which kind of makes sense since it went on for like seven years and you're trying to do this with really young kids it's like so, if their so voices, like the voices start changing out young you know so they just start phasing out um other thing about pablo um the backyardigans wiki you know the thing that uh-huh. exists the backyardigans wiki notes that um pablo is the only one with toes he's the only one with toes the other <laughs> ones do not have toes that's funny and so that's the thing I mean, about I guess them it, it's he's got like flippers right because he's a penguin yeah, so, so he kind of, it. yeah, they look right. like toes. Um, so everybody that, else has just those weird, you know, just like... Like nubs. Like, yeah, just nub feet. Kind of looks like there's supposed to be shoes there, but like it's just their feet. Yeah, so real quick, I want to say, I want to like rank our favorite Backyardigans. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my, it's like, well, let's start least favorite Backyardigan. Tasha. Obviously Tasha. She's yeah. so annoying. We Such a like Karen. Tasha. 
And <laughs> I should clarify probably before we start, like my ranking is literally what my brain said when I was seven. I'm just like, this right. is the case. Like, I'm not reevaluating my I, thoughts yeah, on Yeah, I'll just now. do that, too, because I don't want to, like, just, give no, my opinion now. I'll give, like, my original yeah, opinion. Here's what my soul feels, and it's I have not reevaluated. Right. Um, but, yeah, Tasha, the worst one. Absolute Don't worst. like Tasha. She's annoying. Um, Only one of them that I just actually dislike. And then after Tasha, so fourth uh-huh. is... Yaniqua. Right, because she's the other girl. Because she's the other girl. Because again, <laughs> this is our, my like seven year old Trevor's right. five year old brain. So we're like, uh, the girl ones, not as good as the boy ones, obviously. Obviously. Because that's how this works. And so then, this is going to be where it gets maybe a little contentious, is right. our top three. Because it's. Um, so we agree see, on the, the bottom two. Yeah. <laughs> but out of the three boys, I'll just rank them like number one, number two, number three. Okay. Is. Pablo, Tyrone, Austin, I think. Right. Do you agree on that? Um, I would now. Uh-huh. Back then, my favorite character was Austin. Mm-hmm. And for really no particular reason, I think I liked his voice. Um, yeah. I Austin just, I is just, a fun character. He, like, I, I just kind of liked him. He was like, he's like kind of the shy one who like... He is actually, like plot-wise, they say that he's like new to the neighborhood when the show first starts. Right. Well, like, and they all, all this, of their backyards are like, as there's the no fences. As the go on, uh, Austin like opens up more and starts talking to them a lot more. And huh. like, he starts opening up as the seasons go on. Right. Well, the backyards like don't have fences except for Austin. So Austin's has a family. Gate. He has a gate the, to his fence. Is the well, one like, with the fence. Like he walks through the gate to get to their yards. Yeah. And it's. But yeah, my favorite character used to be Austin. Obviously, like, you reevaluate and you go, yeah, it's Pablo, definitely. Like, no doubt about it. Pablo uh-huh. is the best character. But yeah, it definitely used to be Austin. And then well, Tyrone if is. If I reevaluate now, I think Tyrone might be my favorite one. Oh, yeah? For, with my current mindset, I think Tyrone might be the best one. But, like, eight year old me, it's Pablo, 100%. Right. It was that time he was a super spy. Like, that's hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I mentioned how, like, Austin and Tasha aren't in all of the episodes. Right. But did you know that only one Backyardigan is in every episode of the show? There's only one of them that's in every single one. I thought it was... It, I thought it was Tyrone, Pablo, and Uniqua were in every single one, but they're not. Is there, There's just one that's... So there's, there's just only, one. There's only one every... of the five Backyardigans that's in every Backyardigan So there is episode. a main character. We can confirm there is a main character. If you character. want to call them the main character because they're in every single one, then yes. Okay. Do you know, do you want to guess which one is in every single episode? I really want to say Pablo, but I'm going to go with Uniqua because there's not as many girl characters. Uniqua's in every single episode. Right. Pablo misses one episode. Oh, no. There is one episode <laughs> where Pablo one. isn't there. I don't know what was up with him that day. I guess he was just uh, decided to stay inside. His parents were like, no, you can't go out and play right now. You're sick. Pablo got the Wii and was just <laughs> busy inside. Yeah, they... He's like, Mom, I'm not going outside today. I got to play Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm gonna play Wii Sports. Gotta make my me. He got bored really quick. Next day he was out again. Yeah. He was like, alright. He played the Wii for one Backyard day. Backyard again. True. <laughs> and then Tyrone misses five episodes. So out of the okay. 80, there are five episodes where Tyrone isn't in it. Um, That's, yeah. So the one that Pablo misses is called Chichen Itza Pizza. If you know what that episode is. I do know what that is. in my brain, it's there. And... It's like once I take notes, I'm like, it, you're, they're you're, right. You're right. Like, He's because not there. And you know who the main characters in that one are? It's Uniqua and, and Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. So that episode, they're like my least favorite episode. Yeah, honestly. And I knew it in the back of my brain. Mind, like, I was yeah. like, I don't like Chichen Itza pizza, and I don't know the reason why. That's such a and weird then I name. realized, I love it. Oh, it's the one without Pablo in it, <laughs> and it's the one where Uniqua and Tasha are the two main characters of the episode. <laughs> It's just the plot is them just delivering a pizza to Tyrone, right? <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty so. sure that's, like, the whole Tyrone plot. Tyrone is, like, at the top of the pyramid or whatever. And I realized, for anybody that, like, didn't watch didn't Backyard Kids, everything this segment is that we're talking so about weird. is so over their heads. They're just like, I guess, but I guess they'll just have to go and watch some Backyard Kids. I mean, then. we could do a brief explanation of, like, 
general idea. Okay, general idea of backyardigans, okay? Is there's these kids, they sh- all kind of like every house shares a backyard, basically. Except, you know, Austin, so, as previously Austin explained. Austin is fenced off. But, <laughs> just because. <laughs> um, so then they all get back together. They're really young kids or whatever. And so then each day they just, like, have an imaginary thing. So, like, Chicha needs a pizza. They imagine that they're in, like, what is it? It's kind of the more... Aztec-y type. Yeah, the Aztec-y type culture. And so their backyard just kind of morphs into that. And then they have a pretend thing where it's like, oh, here's a thing that we're doing today. Um, So they got a delivery surface. After season one, it starts to be where almost every single time it's a villain is in every almost every single one after uh-huh. season one and everybody in these fictional worlds is played by the kids so it's like one episode tyrone's gonna be the villain this time or like you know because it's just kids imagining playing in their backyard there is actually a few episodes where there are characters that are not the backyard against there are other characters a couple key ones but for the most part every right. single character is just all, one all of the, of the important characters are <laughs> yeah, generally them because they're just imagining it in their backyard they're just kids playing and in the episodes where there is a villain every single time the villain like repents and like makes up to right, the heroes they... and they're like hey let's all be friends together now by the end because you can't be like putting them in jail because they're your friend <laughs> right and so then at the end of the episode like when they've resolved whatever they kind of like their illusion of the world like fades like, back fades. into their backyard and they're like well, time to go eat a snack. And so then they all go into, like, whoever's house is having snack that day. Right. So, again, from the backyard. Hey, my mom made peanut butter and jelly. From the okay. Backyardigans Wiki, which is a thing I spent too much time on today. Um, <laughs> no such thing. No such thing as too much time on Backyardigans house, Wiki. The house that has the most snacks is Uniquus. <laughs> somebody counted. They're like, they go to Uniquus. <laughs> 27 times her mom likes to make snacks you know yeah their mom well maybe uniqua's mom is bad at the snacks which is why she's able to do them so often you know maybe she's like we just have pretzels and that's it <laughs> that's that's what we Nothing got to go with the pretzels they're like do you have maybe juice or like water <laughs> nope <laughs> nope just pretzels get that All from right, pablo's cool. pool <laughs> oh no but an interesting thing about backyardigans besides you know, right. the like the fact that it's a, a imagination Imaginary of the day or whatever. Or like yeah, just build it it's, in one day and then collapse. It. It's also in the structure of a musical, right? Because there are right. songs in right. every single episode, and not just a song for every episode. In the way that like Phineas and Ferb has songs in like a lot right. of their it's episodes. Like, Phineas and Ferb goes backyard again. Sometimes without a song, has four songs per episode. Really? Every single episode of Backyardigans has four different songs. And a lot of times they have like, it's like My brain one says of the it's songs. Like two max. No, it's because a, a lot of times they're like maybe a reprise of one. Right. Or they sing a short little song that's to the tune of like Pop Goes the Weasel or something. Uh, you know? I mean, it's yeah. It's where there's but... already a pre built tune. But a lot of them are original songs. Yeah. And and I just said the music in that show is incredible. Something I never noticed, but I saw from the Backyard Again's wiki, wiki right. is every single episode is a different musical genre. Okay? So they're like, hey, this episode, it's 1950s rock. And then <laughs> this episode, it's 1930s jazz. And like that's, this episode, about that. it's Broadway show tunes. And like that's the theme. And I looked through the whole list, and it's like, they only repeat, like, two or three genres in their 80 episodes. That's so cool. So they have 80 different, like, genres. And they get to very specific ones. Right. But I had a note of some of the main, like, interesting ones. Uh So there's an episode where the musical genre of the day is college fight songs. College fight songs. It's just the genre of music that the Backyardigans are using that day. There's one where it's called Township Jive. Okay. Which is South African, like, township music is what that originates from. That's so interesting. And I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. It's Bangra is, like, a musical genre, which is from, like, Indian-Pakistani region of, like, music. Okay, yeah. Or, like, there's one that's uh, Rai, 
which is Algerian folk music. No, I'm just running use. this through my head. I was like, which episode is that? Yeah, there's one where the like they based the musical genre of that episode off of a very specific 1960s jazz band. They're like, hey, the genre this for this episode right here, is this one. Herb Alpert and the, what is it? The Tawana Brass? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Herb Alpert and the Tawana Brass. Like, and they're just like, that's this, the genre. This is it. They're like, that's what we're going to make all the songs in this episode sound like. And so they just make these crazy, you know, they're just yeah, picking like, all these different genres like random, like... all the time, which I found was really interesting. Because these songs, some of them are really good. Right. Like, for, like, I mean, obviously, you know, for children's show. But, for, like... Yeah, it's a kid's show. But still, it's, like, there's just... Yeah, for a kid's show, there's still some that are, like, these are good Like, that's songs. a good song. Like, a well-made, like, that's... That's good. <laughs> yeah. Very catchy, so, too. All of them are very catchy. Real quick, I was listening through quite a few of the songs, right? <laughs> and so I came up with ten that I think are my top 10 favorite right, and I'll just Backyard roll along Against this. songs. And they're not in an order because right, just, I didn't take like the effort to rank them. The I literally just, just went through like a bunch of Backyard Against songs. And a lot of them, it's like as soon as I start hearing them, I'm like, uh, like that sounds like a kid's show song. Right. Do you know what I mean? It just hits that part in your brain where you're like, I don't like this as much. Like there's right. something weird about it. But there are some that, that you're just like, like, this is... Yo, I might play this in my car on the way to work. <laughs> right. Like, I might bop this sometime. Or Backyard like, again. <laughs> if I was going to record my own music, it's like, one day I might just record this song. You know right. what I mean? And the weird thing is, you're probably going to know what a lot of these songs are. But nobody Everybody's so confused. Nobody else is going to know. It's going to be good. I like this. These, but most of them are most of them are on Spotify. Okay, so, so you yeah, you can listen just... To the, if you want to go listen to Backyard Against... I or just watch up, the show. Yeah, I messed up my Spotify algorithm so oh, much no. today by listening to so much Backyard Against. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's like we have younger siblings that listen through Backyard Against songs a lot. So right. So these are ones that are more fresh in our brains than probably anybody else's but um number one favorite or you know out of the 10 favorite right, right the right. first it's just one on the list um is called surf's up ho daddy oh yeah the surfer episode where pablo's a surfer and oh, um i love that i took episode. note of what genre these were since right. there was different genres uh-huh. so this one is afro pop music is afro the genre pop. of that episode yeah. Which is like, they don't even always match them up. Like, you would think, like, oh, the episode where they do, like, they're in a Western setting, that they would have Western music. And it's like, no. For that one, <laughs> that's when they use the Algerian folk music. <laughs> right. Just like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And so they're just not even, you know, it's not a even a like, weird mix of right. genres just... all the time. And they go so well. So... so Surf's Up Ho Daddy. Surf's Up Ho Daddy. It's a good song. It's a good, good, like, vibin' surfing song. Again, all of the, all these songs are just, like, nobody knows them. But But we do. They got fun lyrics, too. I know. (laughs) That's just, the song on this one is just everybody shout, Ho Daddy, Ho Daddy, Ho Daddy. Right. Surf's Up, Surf's Up. Right, that's that's pretty much the whole song. Um, Everybody shout, Ho Daddy. Okay, song number two is, um... W Iowa, which yeah, is yeah 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 yeah. It's such a good vibin' song. <laughs> this one is sung by Uniqua, and right. the like. What is this song? Is like she's like she's a like news a, reporter. Yeah, she's like a news reporter. Yeah, and she's like really just overly excited about being a news reporter. There's that like, point where she does the like she sings like what's shaking and right. oh boy it hits <laughs> so good. Yeah, guys, go listen to Corny W Station okay, it's, in the Nation. It's w I. O, and then the word wah, right? Wah. And so the genre of this one is Motown music. Motown. So it's just Motown is the genre in this one. Guys, it's so good. It, <laughs> it vibes. Okay, then there's um, this other one that's called We're Nights. And that's Oh, Pop I do Lo- love that Tyrone. one. There's like, that one's you know, just like, We're Nights, that's right. Stars and stripes and what? Whatever they say, skills I don't are know. out of sight. I don't know, Boy. but they're just, they're, it's like a march, they're like, like marching, and they're like, yeah, a we're good, a night set, Because right. the genre on that is rock opera. Oh, like, nice. It just has such a punch to yeah. it. Yeah. It feels like a good, like, anthem song. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, another one. There's I'm a Mountie, which is oh that's from, that is okay. one of my m- most nostalgic episodes. And because it's, it's in like the first four right, episodes. That's why. That's why. Because probably it's, why it's a very early first, episode. The first four, because that's how they sent out like DVDs. So I think right. we had it on DVD the first four episodes. But the I'm a Mountie because the, the setup for this episode is that Tyrone and Pablo are like Canadian mountain patrol men. Right. You know, like your traditional like right. Canadian guard. And their job is they have this giant snow fort like the, and they're guarding the, the giant snowball. The world's there's, like big I don't even the, think it's the it, world's biggest. I think they're just, just like the giant yo, snowball. There's this giant snowball. <laughs> and they're just guarding and the snowball. And we have to guard the snowball. <laughs> and so they're mounties. I guess that's what they're called. They're right, called they're, mounties. <laughs> right. They're mounties um, and they're just guarding the snowball. Just a really yeah, the big song one. is they're just like, yo, we're mounties on duty, guarding the big snowball. Um but the, <laughs> so the genre for that one is Western Swing. Is the like I can see the that. genre of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, another great song is uh, Castaways. Oh, uh, that one's got a real like chill vibe to it. It's okay. Like... Well, the genre for that one is bossa nova, which is yeah. a Brazilian like kind of smooth. It's called, like samba is what right. the, it's called. But it's like, it's like this it Brazilian kind of feels samba. like the whole song is just trying to sweet talk you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, just this whole, really like... vibing. Like it feels tropical. Right. But is you know it feels kind of like, like it fits with the right. Brazilian idea yeah, because just... that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Like but that. that one's uh, what Tyrone and Pablo and Uniqua singing about how they're castaways. Right. But then there's a mystery person on the island at the oh. end. Turns out to be Austin. Austin. Austin's a mystery person, and it's great. Okay, another great song. Yeti Stomp. That's that from is, episode three. That Pablo is like the is a song Yeti. that I know the most. Like, it's because it is just the most played. Like, yeah. right next to Mounties on Duty, mm-hmm. like, that's like the most nostalgic one. Like, And I would feel like it would get like old after a while. Like, that's probably because it's the one I've heard the most. But I was listening to it today, and I'm just like, it's still, like, vibes. It right. still hits the spot. Also, you know, just a wave of nostalgia for that song. <laughs> just, oh, like, a big, it's... massive wave. And it's like, so, oh, wow. The genre for that episode is funk. Which is, like, that yeah, fits. Yeah, definitely. The, like, stomp, stomp, stomp. stomp. I'm stomping, I'm stomping that, that Yeti stomp. stomp. Yeah, okay other song this one when i heard it i hadn't thought of it for a while but this episode hits so deep so this song is into the thick of it and, oh and it's just this episode where they're in the jungle uh-huh. and it's just like i think that one hits like the deepest part of my brain of like nostalgia right. for whatever uh-huh. reason i think it's like episode like two but um it's it's a into good the thick of it it just has this good, like, rhythm to it that I love. I love when Coraline didn't know the lyrics. Our little sister Coraline didn't uh-huh. know the lyrics. So she would just sing Into the Fickle Bit. Yeah, because Into the Fickle go, Bit. Into the Thick of It. So then Coraline would go Into the Fickle Bit. Um, right. <laughs> so <laughs> into that's the fickle just bit. kind of what my brain says every time I read it now. <laughs> so the genre of that one is just... The genre that they say is Gilberts and Sullivan. And so All right, Gilbert cool. we'll and just roll Sullivan with that. were these two people that I think they made like Broadway shows at a very specific like they had a very specific style right. of Broadway just show. So then that, that day the backyard against people were like, Yo, we're making Gilbert and Sullivan style music <laughs> today because that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, you know, I'm just feeling like that, you know? Into the fickle bit. Okay. And so now we have another one that's from an episode that we already talked about from from Surf's Up Ho Daddy episode. It's another the one. Rad Moves. Oh, Pablo's, this is when I he's actually rad moves, surfing. The rad, rad, rad moves. Hey. <laughs> it's, again, so it's still that Afro pop. Right. It's, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, man. Backyard Against has such good music. Like, it's it incredible. Really does. And then there's, oh, for a second I forgot what, like, it sounded like. Right. But there's this next one that's Drumming Song. And this is, it's, um. Oh, which one is that? 
they're like, yo, drumming, drumming, drumming. Cave oh, Company is right. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like, I'm drumming, saying enough drumming, for you drumming. to get an idea of the song. Cave Company nobody, is coming. Just nobody listen else to them. is going to watch know the show. Anything. It's a great children's show. But I'm telling you guys, these songs are bops. They're right. good. <laughs> like, they're vibing. Watch so, the show. Don't be embarrassed. Genre of that one is Calypso. Calypso. Is what it's called. So, you know, just kind of that. I don't. I don't even know what the, right. it's like, but I can. It's I kind of get the idea of what it is because I can be like, right. oh, okay, that song right, style, that song, yeah, that must be what it is. And then this number ten on my list is, it's <laughs> another repeat from another episode. It's Snowball Duty from from the Mountie episode, where those two songs blend together in my brain. Are they so, different? They're two different songs, so. There's like there's one where it's like yeah, I'm a mountie no, 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 and yeah. we're marching through the snow. A mountie to the Yukon we must go. Yes, exactly. But then there's the other one where it's Mounties on duty guarding, guarding the big, the big snowball. snowball. Those so are both really good. They're both When you said the other one my brain went to the big snowball one cuz so, that's yes, what exactly. I'm like. So that the big snowball episode of Backyardigans is Again, that one has is a my lot of nostalgia. Absolute favorite episode of Backyardigans. That's a good and one. So, I like that one. Yeah. I had a couple others. Doesn't even have that Austin. Are like, that one's good. <laughs> I had like five episodes that were like my favorites. Uh-huh. Number one favorite episode is, is the Mounties Mountain. guarding the big that snowball. One's a great one. I don't even Obviously. know that I could make a list of my five, like top five favorite. Oh, I just found like basically right, the first like, five that I was like, oh, <laughs> the first I five that you're like, episodes. oh, yeah, I love this one. So another episode that I really love is the uh, Samurai Pie episode. That one is awesome. This one where Austin is training to become a pie master. This one's like <laughs> thematically it's yes. set in like like ancient Japan type like, you idea. Know, like samurais and ninjas. Yeah, samurais. <laughs> and so he's gonna be a pie samurai. And so he goes to like the pie sensei who's Tyrone <laughs> and Tyrone sings this whole training song about like, yo, we're going to make some pies. Samurais who like, make pie. we're going to make pie for the emperor. And like, right. by the end, Austin like learns how to make the pies and like makes one for the emperor. And it's the greatest. Oh, Side sh- note, the whole time Pablo and Unicor are just trying to eat pie, like steal their pie. Oh, as because ninjas. They're, ninjas. they're ninjas. are trying to steal the pie. I forgot about That's that That's the whole part. like... <laughs> There's something about these episodes. There's these specific ones because there's another uh-huh. one that I'm going to talk about in a minute where it's it's focuses on Austin and uh-huh. Austin achieves something in this episode and there's something that strikes just so much joy in my heart. You just feel so proud of him. Again, this is He's what... He's that like, shy little boy. I'm just like channeling into what it made me feel when I was like eight. Right, that's exactly... And, like, when Austin, like, he learns to make the pies. And it's just you such just, a triumphal You're so proud moment. of him. And you're like, And I'm man, so proud of good Austin. Good job, buddy. Like, you did it. So that episode, I'm just like, Even though man. he's the purple kangaroo making pie. I you know. Go, buddy, you did <laughs> it. You like, earned yeah, that. Austin did it, guys. He, he made it. the pie for the emperor. <laughs> he earned it. The <laughs> emperor loved it. it. Okay, another episode um, is, is called, like, the polka party. Whatever. So it's um, Tyrone has like a tuba and he loves right. playing the polka and he has this friend called Worman. Is it <laughs> Sherman? Or is it Sherman Sher- the Worman? Sherman the Worman. Okay, and Sherman is a little worm. Is a Worman, which is a little worm. And so Tyrone is gonna go and play for Sherman's surprise birthday party. Sure. And Sherman loves the polka. Right. So Tyrone's yeah. gonna go play yeah. the polka. But on his journey to Sherman's surprise birthday, a pol- surprise polka party basically right he like slowly finds like the other backyardigans and they each play an instrument and like they all they team play... up and so it's like in the beginning tyrone's like singing this one song and it's just him on his tuba right like, and he's, he's just, just singing like, the song just just me with my but tuba over the course of the episode they keep adding more and more people so by the end it's, it's just full just... band singing the song <laughs> just for sherman the warmest birthday party i love that so much i love it because it's just like we did it like we again there's that sense of achievement <laughs> it's, it's just it's like sherman the Worman got the best party ever when you're best a little kid party. 
watching those shows. And it's just like, they, they did, did it. it. Hooray. I can't believe it. They, they gave Sherman a great birthday party. Can Sherman is so Sherman look must at the, be so Look at his happy. face. Sherman is so happy. Sherman, Sherman loves the polka. And they he did the polka for him. <laughs> can you believe it? Um, uh, okay. Can you um, believe it? Another episode that I really, really, really love is um, The Legend of the Volcano Sisters. And this one might be my favorite from more recent memories because Truman loves this episode so much. Because in this episode, um, Tyrone and Pablo and Austin are the three Luau brothers because it's set in, like, Hawaii. Right, they're just, like... So the Luau brothers. They're the Luau brothers because, you know... This kangaroo, moose, and penguin in this episode. Right, they're brothers. They're, brothers. Just, they're just brothers. Just, yeah. Um, just brother vibing. And so, um, then they have uh, Tasha and Uniqua are the Volcano Sisters. And the Volcano Sisters want something, but they won't tell them what. Right, they just so will refuse to tell what. But they want thing, it, and they have to get it. They have to get it, or they're going to blow up the island, right? Right. And so... Um, the boys, the Luau brothers, have to like try and figure out what they want, and they all have these special abilities. And so, right. there's Tyrone's the strong, and Pablo's the swift, and Austin is just, just Austin. Austin. But <laughs> again, this just goes Austin. with the. Like, I know you just get so excited. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, they like. Tyrone and Pablo each try their thing. They're like, yo, I'll bring this really strong thing. Or like, yo, I'll bring this really fast thing. Like, He's so, gotta like see if the yeah. Volcano Sisters want that. And the Volcano Sisters are like, no, that's not what that's we want. Not, yeah. And then Just Austin is like, yo, I'm going to invite you to our luau. Is that, is that what you want? Like, Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's all we wanted. We wanted to come to your party. And... <laughs> So then they're like, yo, you know what? We're going to call you Austin the Smart now. Because <laughs> he's figured it out. Just such achievement. Of just such like, a smart not, little boy. He's not just Austin. He's, he's Austin, Austin the, the smart. smart. He's the brains here. I do like to so, point out that they never imply that they're like actually going to destroy the island. They just say like hookah pele or something. Whatever it is they, they say. They just sing whatever they want. Because <laughs> the Luau brothers don't speak Hawaiian. <laughs> Absolutely so. not. They're probably just singing, like, the goat went across the street. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, those right, just random, like, you learn in a new language. Yeah. But anyways, part of that episode is, again, Austin achieving. But then also Truman <laughs> now, he's like, yo, I'm Tyrone the Strong. And yeah. Trevor, you're Pablo the Swift. And Tanner, <laughs> you're Austin the Smart. And so we just have to live with Truman. Just the fact that Truman views it, me as a penguin. gets brought up pretty frequently, I feel like. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, because I'm Tyrone the Strong. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like Truman, you're so strong. Yeah, because I'm Tyrone the Strong. Obviously, we've been over this. This is well established. did I tell you? And so that's that one's like more recent memories with Truman just loving right. that episode so much is why that one strikes me. And then... My other, besides the snowball episode, which is the greatest right. episode, my other favorite episode that I couldn't explain why it's my favorite for a bit is it's the racing day episode. So they have this, they're going to have this giant race. I'll be honest. I do not remember this one at all. Okay. Exactly. Like it's not very memorable. Um, there's in it, there's the song where they're like, it's racing day. Right. It's racing yeah. day. Today. I know that one. Cause they like that song and the go, 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 you gotta go, which is go, Trustin, go, go, go. her baby brother, Trustin's absolute favorite song. You go too slow. So go, 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 go. And so in this episode, this one is the first one that has Austin as like the main character of the day. Right. Which is running theme of like Austin is just like, <laughs> I guess we so, just love Austin achieving things. And so just Austin that shy little voice to this race. <laughs> he does and he's it. just like, man, I really hope I can win. And it's like a four part race or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's like, yo, like Tyrone's really good at the boating part. So like watch out. And like Pablo's real good at snowboarding. So like watch out. <laughs> watch out. Because they're going to be so good. Oh, I remember and it now. So I remember this episode now. Then in this episode, it's like he starts, Austin is trying his hardest, you know, and he uh-huh. has this like trusty tool belt that helps him through the whole time. And he reaches this point during the boating section where he's just so tired. And there's this song that's literally called Austin's Lament. 
Oh no! And it's Austin sitting in this boat singing about, he's like, like, I'm trying my hardest, but I'm not in first. I'm not in second. I'm not even in third. I'm in last. And like, that's oh, what he's no. singing in this song. The poor and boy. He's just like, so, he feels defeated. He's just like, man, like, I'm really trying and I was hoping I could win this race today, but I'm not gonna. And then, as Beckyardigans does, <laughs> as they do, starts to make a comeback, baby. And Austin <laughs> yes. wins. He wins the race. He beats them all. And it's the greatest sense of, I just feel that, like, eight-year-old me, just so much achievement. Just, just so much just achievement. built up inside that just bursts out on just like, oh my goodness, can you believe it? Austin right. did he, it. He did it. He did he it. achieved it. He won the race. Look, he's got the golden medal. <laughs> <laughs> just and so, those five episodes are like my favorite. Just sitting here games. being proud of they Austin. They just hit those parts of me. And it's a lot of those are just like, yo, I'm just so proud of Austin. <laughs> I do have one episode that I remember that as like talk about. my yeah. absolute favorite. And mm-hmm. that is like, the super spy episode. The where super Pablo spy is a super spy. Pablo is James Bond. Pretty much. Pablo is just James Bond, and mm. it's just the coolest thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's and one his catchphrase throughout the whole thing. There and, yeah, it's like I think it's like longer than the rest by like quite a bit. Yeah, and like the whole theme of the episode, he's like the whole time he's like always expect the unexpected, and like pulls a phone out of like a banana split. Yeah, <laughs> he's like there it <laughs> he's is. Just like yeah, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that episode uh, is the greatest. You want to know what my absolute least favorite episode is? It's Cheech and Eats Pizza. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Again, just the absolute worst. It doesn't have Pablo in it. And uh, the main characters are, t- are Tasha and Uniqua. So, yeah. Cheech and Eats Pizza, least favorite episode. I would not one. be able to repeat that but after favorite you. episode, Mounties on Duty. Because Pablo and Tyrell... <laughs> It's the greatest <laughs> episode, guys. If you're going to watch one episode of Backyardigans... Definitely do that one, actually. That's the like, one to watch. If you want to, like, sum up all of Backyardigans, yeah. that is like, the that's episode. The, that's just the quintessential Backyardigans episode. Right. Okay, well, I think we've talked about Backyardigans for, for quite, long quite a while. Um, but that that's going to do it for today. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. I had a bunch of fun recording this. I think Trevor, yeah, you did it, too. Yeah, this is great. I hope I you had this. fun listening, even if all the Backyardigans talk went way over your head and you didn't know about any of it. <laughs> Maybe you're a bit interested. If we get one thing out of this podcast today, is that somebody somewhere watches an episode of Backyardigans because of this. <laughs> would be That'll be great. Greatest. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, if you want, go ahead and uh, go give a rating on app, like Apple Podcasts. That helps out the podcast a lot. Um, gets it like flowing. You know, just getting recommended to other things. Um, leave a review and um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, you get alerts whenever we drop a new episode. Which current plans are should be about weekly. We'll see how long I can keep that up. <laughs> um, I feel like I can because it's just me rambling maybe, about backyardigans. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyways, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening, and um, we will see you next week.